Welcome to Bonehead Weekly. How are you, gentlemen? I mean, I've been better. Yeah, yeah you've, you've had a shit week. Chad I, gave me an ear infection through the computer. Once again, I don't think you understand he how virus gave it to is. me through Zoom. That's I, science. I don't think you understand how that works. It's a well-documented fact. And now keep in mind, Joe, I haven't read any, any journals. I, I'm a historian by nature. I haven't read any journals since 1817, but it's a well-known fact. Diseases are sp- spread by low-lying fog. Listen, Have you been near any low-lying and hey, fog? If you wouldn't leave your basement door unlocked, I wouldn't be coming over there with ear, with Q-tips filled with earwax, rubbing it all over your microphone. Well, that's a and lot you, better than when you stuck your penis in my ear. And gentlemen. Says who? The pictures. <laughs> what Damn. pictures? Are you I told on? you to use. Some, I told you to use something better than a Polaroid. For I was sakes. on the internet and I found out I've got ghosts in my blood. I should do cocaine about it. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite memes: the old timey doctor one. <laughs> that one in the trampoline. I don't know why. Are two of my favorite. They crack me up every. By single the way, time. I, I got ghosts in your blood. You should do cocaine about it. My kids are just now starting to really learn about history of, of that distant time that we grew up in yes. when you couldn't watch things on demand. And they're shocked by this. Like my son literally looked at me the other day and he goes, so seriously, if you wanted to see something again, you couldn't just do that. I'm like, not unless you recorded it. And that involved a tape that was about yay big. And it, it wasn't only that damn time. big. That's like a quarter. Get in the history of broadcasting. Quick. No, no, that's okay. Because somebody else made the comment yesterday going, I had to hold a laser disc today. And I don't think I've ever actually held, held one. And I was like, well, you all, all shut up. Just shut up. Well, I know. No. By the way, Mick Strong's sitting there going, oh, he's being an old man again. And that's fine, Mick. I am. That being said. This Mick's is just curious. happy we don't have a guest. <laughs> least favorite shows are when we have a guests when we have guests but sometimes he is the de- guest is this one of those self-hating things anyway selfie while you're doing the show anyway so, so, so instead of doing the show so, hold on time out to our viewing audience instead of doing the show joe just did a selfie of himself doing the show and he's doing it again <laughs> So my point being, though, is uh, what I was going to say is that the only thing that has really been keeping me going. I'm glad I gave you gonorrhea of the year. <laughs> oh, see, I wouldn't feel bad about being left out. But let's you uh, are you all talking gonorrhea. About? Um, anyway, oh, James no. feels left out. No, no, no. I said I'm glad I was left out now. Anyway, yeah, yeah, the, you were oh, left out. James feels left. Don't you have a key to his place? I know yeah. you have a key to my heart. I have ADT and I will use it. <laughs> you don't even know what that is. It's uh, anyway, a flower no. delivery service. Yes, ADT. Yeah. Yeah. Just anytime you see that, Joe, it means go into their house and look for flowers. Anyway, <laughs> what has gotten me through this this past couple of weeks, I've decided is that we do live in a time of on demand. Ghosts in I, your blood. You should and be I, okay about it. And speaking of ghost, you you saying ghost in the blood reminded <laughs> me. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know why it makes I, me I, My wife and I always watch what we do in the shadows. And I'm so glad that's back because I've been doing literally my, my medication is that I watch what we do in the shadows, Archer, and then a couple other things. They're just off the wall. And it always puts me in better perspective. HBO Max has Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And I'm just watching them in order. It Anything just breaks up my day. that Pam says is pure gold. Pam page. If you're We're going on a Pam page. Pam page. I watched actually, that one last night. Yeah, actually, no. The one that you texted us, I almost texted you, but I knew you hadn't watched it yet when I first saw it a couple weeks ago. I, I laughed. Where, where it literally it was, 
I wish I could. What was it? I wish I could snort your brain. I swear to God, if your brain, your brain, your brain was a drug. If your yeah. brain was a drug, I'd snort it. I, I just cackled. I took the day off. I took the morning off before I had to go to Comic Con. I want to be by myself. By the way, fifteen thousand people called and five thousand things happened. The only okay. good thing about it was I got to catch up on Archer, and you could hear me. I'm sure if somebody was walking by, I don't, but that line, James, I just was laughing. So oh, yeah. well, it's the fact it's the way it's delivered. Like I know the I way can't, they it's like George Carlin lines. Show. I can't say them and they're not funny. No, no, but it's the yeah. same thing. If you know, George Carlin, his books are hilarious. If yes. you don't know them, they're okay. They're okay. But they're hilarious. If you know them because you, you read them voice. yeah, in his voice and it's just great. Brain droppings is one. I've never laughed probably harder at a book. So we're just going to try to keep it under an hour, and we're going to yeah. talk about Norm Macdonald. He done yeah, went so, died. So speaking oh, of comedy icons, yes, we are here to speak yeah, of comedy just, icons and ghosts. We're an entertaining show. Why would we do one about death? Because it's Norm Macdonald, and this is one of the things, and, and not everybody loved Norm Macdonald, but Norm Macdonald, I mean, dirty work, everything that Norm Macdonald did. I laughed at even the things that quite frankly weren't good. He did a lot of things that weren't good. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. But, but it was but it was in his mind it was still comedy even though it wasn't good for us. It was something for him. He found humor in something and that's all well, that mattered to Norm is if he found it funny. And that was one of the things that he even said at one point. I was I was looking at some quotes by him. And one of the things he said was uh, that he didn't like doing any comedy where he had to get the girl where he had to put in any effort like he said you know if it and he was talking about movies he said you know if it's a character that's so unlike me that i have to put forth a lot of you know that i have to that's then i shouldn't do that role that's not what i'm meant to do and so one of his quotes also said comedy is surprises so if you're intending to make somebody laugh and they don't laugh that's actually funny and i was like that's a great point i never thought that, you of know, it that way comedy is really when things don't go well and so when he said that quote, I was like, that is actually, I mean, that's almost a metaphysical philosophical argument that comedy doesn't work if everything's going well. Yeah. And he also said another quote about comedy that I really like. I really liked. And, and um, I have a few quotes from a vulture that he did an interview for vulture that is absolutely hilarious. And I'll keep coming back to it during today's discussion because it's, it is such a Norm Macdonald interview that it is, it's just defines him. But uh, he said, comedy has a specific thing about it. I don't really like satire. I think it's very minor. I think parody is very major comedy. Like Nabokov, to me, is the highest form of parody. But that stupid Jonathan, Jonathan Swift thing that everybody talks about, I read that. It sucked. He's talking about Gulliver Travels. Yeah. Yeah, no. And, <laughs> and Nabokov is, I mean, Nabokov, by the way, for those that aren't reading Russian lit, um, is referenced in... Uh, don't stand so close to me by the police and it's you know it starts to shake and cough like you know and that's just what they're referencing it's a it's a tragedy but it's it's surreal or it's it's anyway um All right, so what were you saying professor what well um uh, the, the, what i wanted to say is norm Macdonald actually did mean quite a bit to me he meant a lot to me same just here because he is his nobody and I, I saw adam sandler tweeted this as well and said he never laughed harder than at Norm Macdonald. And he said it's because you didn't know what he was going to say. And he could start with the most philosophical thing. And by the end of it, it just sounded so stupid, but it was brilliant. But he just the way he pointed things out made you think the serious was absurd and the absurd was serious. 
and, and I, I think there's something to that that there's you know his his hero was Rodney Dangerfield and they're going to be two different comedians no absolutely no and, yeah. and there's just something about Norm Macdonald that I said dirty work may not have been Citizen Kane but the way he delivered lines in it and the relationship that he had with the other actors in it, there's just something about that movie that I really enjoyed. And, and for those people that don't know, by the way, we did say Norm Macdonald has passed away. If you're not aware, he, he actually had battled cancer. I read somewhere for nine years. Nine years in private. Didn't yeah. tell anybody. I don't think he even told his family he was battling it. He just went through it. And, you know, in that time, in those nine years, he had so many different projects that we all loved. And this is what... And he was battling it the whole time. And it was just, it's just heartbreaking. Cause I mean, like James said, he, Norm Macdonald meant a lot to me too. And it, it was, uh, James is the one that broke it to me and I actually shed a tear right there because it was just, he's gone. So let's talk about the humor of death. Now, Norm did several interviews over the years, specifically mm-hmm. in the last 10 about death. Some of them about cancer. And now they're all popping up all over YouTube because it's what that damn it. No one knew. No, didn't tell us, didn't say anything. And one of the, my favorites, and this is the reason why I was like, yeah, let's do this show. I think we all three wanted to do this show, of course, mm-hmm. because, but, and we're going to go through a little bit of the history norm. We're going to give you some quotes. We're going to talk about some movies. We're going to suggest some things. We're going to talk about some of our favorite jokes, but And if you know some of this, that's fine. We're going to get through some SNL, what he got fired, all that stuff. Now, he would talk about why do people say he lost his battle with cancer? The cancer died with him. At best, it's a draw. (laughs) He went total exorcist on it. (laughs) Right? At best, it's a draw. It's not like the cancer got the fuck up and walked out of your body (laughs) once you were dead. It's they're dead, too. It's a draw. He didn't lose a battle. Well, and, and he had a similar quote, and, and I read that one. I'm glad you did that one because I saw that one, and then I also uh, saw where he had this quote, and it, it it's a similar thing uh, because he says, "When I hear a guy lost a battle to cancer, that really did bother me, and that, that that that's even a term. It implies that he failed, and that somebody else that defeated cancer is more heroic and courageous." Yeah. Or here's another one. He talked about Richard Farnsworth. And it's Richard Farnsworth is an old character actor who committed suicide because he was he had cancer and he did it right after a movie called A Straight Story, which is directed by David Lynch. I know this is one of Chad and I's favorite, not only the David Lynch films, but it's a damn good movie. And he went on and on in an interview about how much he loved, he didn't care for David Lynch, but he loved this movie, A Straight Story, and how much he admired Richard Farnsworth. Not this just because he was a good actor and what a fan, how fantastic he is. And he just kept talking about what a good movie this movie is. But also because at the time, no one knew he was riddled with cancer. And then it's like six months of well, after the movie comes out, he's up for an Oscar. He doesn't tell anybody he's dying for cancer. He doesn't mention it because if he tells everybody, he's going to win that Oscar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. This is all what Norm's saying in this interview. He's going to win that Oscar. You know what he does? And by the way, Norm got the suicide wrong. He said he did it, and I can't remember the name. It's basically where you put a shotgun in your mouth and you use your toes to pull the trigger. I think he actually did it with a 38. I haven't Googled it, you know, but I don't think Norm got that part right. 
why I know how Richard Farnsworth exactly killed himself is beyond me that it's stuck in my brain. But during this interview, he knows he has cancer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I have that. I don't. I, I don't. Well, but, I would, I, mean, I would, I, I would go part into of my it sh- not wanting anybody to ask me about it, not wanting to bother people about it, and just trying to go on and not, be, yeah, that I get that, that not being the subject of my life, that yeah, not the, being the, the last 10 years of my life, or the last year or two, where I was like, yeah, shit. And they use terms like battling cancer and fighting the cancer. I wouldn't want that, but yeah, I don't know that I have war. the balls to do the other thing either. But, well, but the, that, isn't that the mind of a comedian though? Well, I was about to say, let me do this quote because it's or this line that he did. A lot this of comedians this, would have just said, I'm fighting cancer. This 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 is part of his stand-up that he did years ago, several years ago. And it's just a great line. But again, we can put it in perspective about how he made we, we can't speak for Norm. I don't want to, but maybe this sums well, up how get he the viewed, Ouija out, James. This is how maybe this is how he viewed death long term. They may this have not buried him yet. This is a line from uh, from his stand-up from several years ago. My dad died, and my grandfather died, and my great-grandfather died, and the guy before him, well, I don't know him, but he probably died. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's basically saying everybody in his family is dead. Yep. And that's just life. That's how life goes. You know, we would be worried if he if he got back to his great-great-great-grandfather and went, no, he's still around. He comes out of the cemetery once a week, uh, ask for brains. Oh, you know, Uncle leave. Micklewinks will not give up the ghost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... People by the way, want to inherit that haunted mansion, but no, let me, he just lives there. We, we've done this joke before. I've done this line, and I don't think we've ever actually said where it came, came from. a lot of lines. One folks. of... Uh, I can't afford it. Have you seen my song? Anyway, uh, one of the lines that he did in um, his last stand-up that, that i know of hitler's dog or whatever it was called uh he does an entire thing about you know if he ever commits suicide which now again again takes on a different perspective because he was sick when he did that special but he says that you know if they that if he did it he would still want to frame somebody for it and he does the line of i want to leave a note that said old man abernathy which was his barber was yeah. Mr. Abernathy. Old man Abernathy is why I did this. Just so the police will have to go to the barbershop and say, uh, are you Mr. Abernathy? Yeah, I'm Mr. Abernathy. Did you know Norm McDonald? Yeah, I knew Norm McDonald. I cut his hair. Well, he named you <laughs> as the reason he killed himself. <laughs> and all I could think about, like, honestly, when they announced it's that Norm McDonald was died, had died, it went through my head. Oh, my God, Norm McDonald's dead. I love Norm McDonald. And then part of my lizard brain kicked in and went, Somebody better go talk to old man Abernathy. And that's how good Norm MacDonald was. His setup for a joke kicked it in the back of my head and said, somebody better go find old man Abernathy when I literally was honestly very sad that he was dead. And Mm -hmm. that's how good Norm MacDonald was. Yeah. Let's talk about a little bit of the comedian's comedian which is a phrase we've talked about on here before but it's a, if you want to be rich famous and successful gentlemen do you want to be the comedian's comedian no i mean you want to no. be every man comedian if you i mean larry the cable guy larry no the cable larry guy is the not the comedian's comedian i'm not no. knocking larry the cable guy no 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 larry I, the I mean, cable guy has made me laugh so before someone yeah. writes in hate mail yeah. i prefer him over that one dane cook no, like the everyman's comedian would be like Ray Romano, Tim Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that's not Norm Macdonald. No. Talking to a guy at the office and he was trying to show his fiance, it's Norm Macdonald. And he said, she just couldn't stand him. And the next thing out of my mouth was, you know, it's not too late. Yeah. You end <laughs> this relationship. Yeah. Yeah. End it. It's fine. He giggled. And then I repeated, it's not too late. Too late. You, you don't want to find out you years from now. gotten married yet, son. Walk away. Yeah. Let her yeah. keep the ring. Let her keep yeah. the house. You know, Talk I think that's I think that's one of the things I knew when my wife was a keeper is I showed her dirty work. And my wife has a very narrow You're not talking about the movie, though, are you? <laughs> she she has a very narrow view of what movies she likes. You know, she's very specific. I, I have a hard time finding movies that we can relate to together. But I showed her dirty work and she laughed. And I'm like, Okay, she's a keeper. So she actually and then he made then she made you watch Steel Magnolias 15 times on a we list. have yet to watch Steel Magnolias after <laughs> no, it's, no, it's coming. speaking of dirty work, it's there's a couple lines and and uh, Will Crispin, a friend of mine, watches the show on occasion and stuff. And this is a great thing that we would occasionally do where literally we would we would see each other and one of us would have to go to a meeting or something or go have something to do. And we would do the line from Dirty Work where Norm MacDonald is having to give an excuse, you know, to the to the uh, love interest character. And he goes, I've got to go uh, lift weights. And he stops and goes, lift weights? And he walks off. <laughs> and we would do that line back and forth. And it's just so many different lines. I've even done it with you all, that line. Oh, that always makes me, uh, you know, wist- it's wistful. Not wistful. Yeah, yeah. I meant wistful, wistful. Um, it's just, a, there's so many lines in that movie that just work so well. And I know it wasn't a big hit. I know it was quote unquote. But that movie wouldn't somewhere. work without two people. And yeah. it's not a fantastic film, but it's got some funny scenes in it. Yeah. But it's, I wish if it wasn't Norm MacDonald, actually, and probably Bob Saget. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. wish, I wish. And you the, the footage, fish. the footage was around because uh, according to Norm himself, Don Rickles is in the film and insults them the entire time. And allegedly they let it go. Like there's something like 15 minutes where they just let him go and they, you know, selected what they wanted to use for the film. But I wish, can you imagine how great it would be to see all 15 minutes of that Don Rickles just tearing into Norm McDonald and Artie Lang? I would I love to see it. It was, I, and what is in there is great. And this is a deadpan delivery, but yeah, yeah, it, it's, um, and that's one of the most devastating parts about his, his passing is they were working on dirty work too. Yeah. Um, and it's just not going to happen now. Well, it may happen. Who knows what Bob will do, but uh, don't I don't replace him with Larry, the cable guy. Uh, <laughs> I've got a question. And, and honestly, I, I say this. And then they'll sincerity. call it Delta. They'll call it Delta. Delta Farce, Farce, too. Delta Farce too. Dirty Even work. Dirty working. Um, <laughs> What's your question, James? Yes. You, the nerd in the front. No, I well, I was thinking about it because Artie Lang is in the first one, and, and we all know Artie Lang has been through a lot. Um, Not as much as his nose, but keep going. So, some self-inflicted, as uh, well. I was going to say. All self-inflicted. Some. Some. Well, listen, all of us have things happen to us that aren't so. Sure you and Hitler had microaggressions. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> I think he caused them. He didn't have them. Anyway, Call my it. point being, though, is honestly, one that's the other thing that came into my mind was has anybody checked on Ari Lang? I mean, they worked together. He posted today, but I didn't read his. I've done a few of the other comedians, but I haven't read whatever he's written. Have you, Chad? 
No, I haven't. Uh, yeah, and I, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, Norm McDonald was the reason Artie Lang got on Howard Stern's talk show to begin with, radio show to begin with. So, yeah, uh, I'm sure it hit Artie pretty hard. But, yeah, I haven't looked anything up on it. Can we talk a little bit about Saturday Night Live and Norm? Sure. Please so, do. Oh, I, for a second, I was like, is he being sarcastic? <laughs> so, no, what I, I'm not being sarcastic. What I, eh, fuck it. What I love <laughs> about... And and a lot of people talk about this because it's infamous now. He got yeah. fired from Saturday Night Live. He was the host of Weekend Update. And people remember him fondly. And then they remember him coming back on the show. And they remember the Burt Reynolds. And they remember all these different impersonations. A lot of that shit happened after the show. So here's why he got fired. He was By the told- way, he was, but before you said he was, and I'm sorry, and there's going to be a lot. He was my favorite weekend update host. Yeah, but go ahead. T- tell me why he's fired, Joe. Well, and, and you all know this story. He was told to back off of who and stop making jokes about who? OJ Simpson. Simpson. What did he do? He kept on. down. He made them more, <laughs> yeah, more and more graphic. And is it Don Olmeyer? Is that the NBC executive? I think it is. That I'm, sounds right. Yeah. It's Don. I think it's Don Olmeyer. And later in, brought him in and fired him. And he, Don and OJ were what? Pals. They were friends. Yeah. OJ was pals with lots of important people because they thought he was going to get off. And you guys, which I mean, he did, but, but, and well, <laughs> yeah. And most people don't remember OJ that way, but he was about as clean cut image wise as you it was norberg and yeah hurts rental company yeah so anyway he gets fired he has dirty work they invite him back to do saturday night live and i'm going to do a short version of this joke he comes on he's the host and he says so they fired me two things are either true one i just wasn't funny <laughs> two this show sucks. <laughs> Which one do you think it is? <laughs> oh, man. One of the best things, and I still remember it vividly. I forget. I think it was Chris Farley. They were doing Weekend Update. And I don't know what the segment was, but there he was getting ready to do an OJ joke. But before the segment, this, the, they had one of the, you know, the, the, the side uh, people come in, and they fake puked all over the table. Uh-huh. And Norm doesn't read the news. He stops reading news. He puts the paper down. He picks up this fake puke and just starts eating it. <laughs> and he looks around and it's just dead silence. And he's on, he's live on television going, oh, not bad. And then he slots it down, picks up the paper and proceeds with his OJ joke. I mean, it's just comedy. Now, one of my, one of my all-time favorite Saturday Night Live moments, and it's only funny to me. It, it, nobody else seems to remember it, but I love it. It, it just stuck out in my head because I love when Norm broke Norm. Yeah. And what I mean by that yeah. is there, he was doing a report. Uh, some, I think it was actually a Disney joke, something about Pirates of the Caribbean or something. But when he went to say Caribbean, he screwed it up. And somehow he combined the two different ways to say it. And instead of, you know, just going on, he literally stopped, much like Chad said, he stopped, he tapped the papers, and he goes, there's two ways to say that, Caribbean or Caribbean, and I missed both of them. And he just taps paper and goes on. <laughs> and I literally was like, he just pointed out his own error on air, and it was, it was just so deadpan. And I can't even 
pronounce it the way he pronounced it. Like he did. He somehow meshed those two together and came up with a third pronunciation. And it was honestly, to this date, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And it's a throwaway mistake. But there was something about him stopping, looking dead into the camera, and acknowledging how bad he screwed up on national television, just enunciating one word. And it killed me. It, I, I need to find that clip because it is still one of the funniest things I saw. And it was because he, he admitted, hey, I screwed up. And it, it just worked. While, while you're doing that, the thing, something else that I don't think he gets enough credit for, because people think of him as a stand-up comedian, he was a stand-up comedian, but Norm was a writer. Norm was a writer for Roseanne, and Norm was a writer for SNL, and Norm wrote on that, was it the 25th or 30th anniversary show when they brought them all back? Norm wrote on that. Norm wrote an autobiography, which is a bunch of lies, but it's true, a couple of years ago that is absolutely positively fall down hilarious. Norm was a talented, talented writer. That's actually, I was going to, to that point, actually, uh, Tom Arnold tweeted out about it and said, you know, of all the things that happened in my time with Roseanne, he said, one of the things that I'll, I'll remember is how hard it was for that show to let go of Norm. Because Norm got the offer, his, which was his dream offer at the time, to be on Saturday Night Live. And that's what Tom Arnold said. He goes, you know, we had, actually, I'll just read it. One of the easiest things I've ever done was hire my bud Norm McDonald to write the Roseanne show. Harder was letting him out of his contract in 1993 so he could take his dream job on SNL. Norm was fearless in comedy and life, and his unique voice is missed by all of us. And that's, I, I think that's true. I mean, well, however you feel about Tom Arnold, but I, I can't imagine, again, just everything about Norm. And, and like you said, he was a writer and he would do weird things. So, I mean, it was, if you, if you follow Norm on Twitter, everybody would think, oh, he's going to tweet jokes. No, he would tweet football games. Like, oh, yeah. he just passed the ball. And I mean, he would put, it was like he was being a sports announcer because he loves sports oh. and he also loved gambling. I was about to say, Chad, do you want to go down the gambling road? Oh God, I don't, should we? I mean, it, it, Why? Norm was it's, a, Norm, it's, no, it's, it's true. Actually, but yeah, can, Norm was a prolific gambler. I mean, he was insanely gambling. He, he went broke twice. Yeah. Can, twice. I, can I do his, can I do his quote about yep. gambling? <clears throat> yeah, man, they call gambling a disease, but it is the only disease where you can win a bunch of money. <laughs> what's the story and, and and people argue whether it's true or false where he threw the water and threw the money in the water because he's gonna lose it anyway yeah, he's gonna yeah. lose it anyway it's like and we're not talking like a few thousand we're talking like a seventy five hundred thousand dollars yeah yeah it's crazy the amount of gambling that man did and here's another weird thing about it one of his best friends billy joe shaver yeah they yeah. hung out Go on YouTube. There's there's where people would see them going to clubs. Listen, he loved country music. Well, the other thing is, so if you go by and you watch this, there's a lot of scenes that were cut from it before it aired, and you can find some of those online, the cut scenes. But even when he had his short-lived show on, on Netflix, which now maybe we understand why it was short-lived. No, um, hey, uh, real quick. Let's talk about, uh, before you get into that, Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to talk about uh, so Norm Macdonald had a talk show mm -hmm. on Netflix. Check it out. It is very short. There's not a lot of episodes. Here's why. Uh, from Vulture. I thought I wanted one. It's fun, <laughs> but once I got it, I realized how difficult it is. It's a peculiar type of person that can host one because you have to be interested in every guest. 
My fear was that I don't know how to interview people who I'm not interested in. I don't want to do all this research. And Netflix was like, just do people you're interested in. I go, there's not that many. And he's like, you're interested in 10 people do 10 episodes. So that was a great relief. <laughs> Which by the way, Hey, one of his guests was, and I, I forget the guy's actual name. Sorry. I, he was on the care, but super Dave Osborne. Yeah. Um, Bob Einstein. Yeah. Bob thank Einstein. you. Thank you. And, and so there's, and I don't know if it's in the episode or if it was cut from the episode, but there is a horrible, horrible joke that involves slavery and, and Norm Macdonald does it. And, and Bob Einstein literally looks at him and goes, stop. stop. Did you write that? And he literally goes, well, no, I didn't write it. Uh, <laughs> and it's just horrible but i mean bob einstein was like you're gonna get canceled you're gonna get in trouble that is great <laughs> and, watching bob einstein literally get mad as hell yeah about uh that he, about watching during the interview and it's all it's all for it's for show but watching albert einstein get progressively irritated at normal, well, and, normal, then, and, and basically saying you're throwing your chance away why are you doing this you could this is this could be something and you're just throwing it all away and and <laughs> no i'm just telling i mean and the jokes are terrible like they're yeah. they're they're terrible because they're just offensive and they're all that stuff but he he also knows that what is bob einstein gonna do <laughs> like i mean what? One ongoing storm off. One ongoing joke, and not only the the Netflix show, but the podcast. He told every single guest a cannibalism story, a story about a cannibal, <laughs> a cannibal. <laughs> and you can see they're all like, because they'll be talking about something, and then he'll just stop and tell this story about this person eating somebody alive, and they're like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> I love, and, and this is, may not come as a shock to you all, but one thing I loved about Norm Macdonald was his ability to talk and take up time and then wrap it up all of a sudden where you're like, wait a second. Yeah, I like watched, the moth joke. I, well, actually, I watched one the other day where he, I think he was on Conan O'Brien, a very early Conan O'Brien episode. Conan O'Brien's sitting there going, yeah, you know, you're, you're a pretty smart comedian. And he goes, yeah, well, I'm not smart. Some people, I met my neighbor. And of course, Conan O'Brien says, well, what, what did you meet your neighbor? And he goes, oh, I will go over and I talk to him. I say, you know, we were talking to each other, and I said, hey, what do you do, buddy? And he goes, oh, I'm a professor. What are you, professor? I'm a professor of logic. So, you know, I'm talking to professor of logic, and he, I go, well, what's this logic all about? What do you actually teach? And he goes, well, let me give you an example of how logic works. And uh, he said, oh, okay, yeah. He goes, well, he goes, well, do, do you have a doghouse? And he goes, yeah, I've got a doghouse. Well, that probably means you have a dog. And, yeah, I have a dog. And he goes, so you've got a doghouse and dog. He goes, do you have a family? Well, yeah, I've got a family. He goes, does your family have children in it? Yeah, I've got a kid. And he goes, oh, so, you know, we, we keep building up. We keep building up. And all of a sudden, he goes, I went from you having a doghouse to you having a family. Oh, and he, and he, uh, and, 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 to you having a family. So I can assume because you have a doghouse, you're heterosexual. And he goes, so, you know, I take that. And he goes, oh, it's my neighbor, my professor of logic. Anyway, I'm, I'm down at the deli later that day and I'm getting something. The guy behind me in line, you know, was trying to start up a conversation. And I said, Hey, you know, buddy, I just had a conversation with the professor of logic. He goes, Oh, really? What's that about? And he goes, Well, let me ask you a question. Do you have a doghouse? And the guy goes, No, I don't have a doghouse. And he goes, Well, you must be a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> now, I told the short version if you watch the Conan O'Brien thing, he does it for five minutes. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. 
five minute buildup of a it's joke. It's the same thing with a moth. A moth goes to a doctor. The doctor says, "What's wrong?" And the moth goes through existentialism. Talks about how his <laughs> talks about how his son, and he gives the son a name, and it's not a simple name. It's like Buford. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> he goes through how the wife isn't quite there how life isn't working what is he going to do i mean it's existentialist thought and all of a sudden the guy the doctor goes i don't what you need a psychiatrist what brought you here you, the light was on yeah because <laughs> it's a fucking moth <laughs> well and by the way i want to i want to point this out um because <laughs> by for the all way, those, I've got another good one, but keep going. <laughs> for all those long jokes, which I also love, he would occasionally just throw out a bon mot like this, where you're like, wait a second, I gotta get a dictionary. And that's coming from me. Let me do the, his one liner that he literally just rambled off. He was doing, the, told, you know, a glorified fart joke or something. And then the next words out of his mouth are these The first principle of solid wisdom is, of course, discretion. Without it, all the erudition of life is merely beget. <laughs> i'm like dude you 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 can't jump like that but he did and it was that much funnier because he came off of something that was nonsense and then the other thing that he did that i absolutely loved because it's 100 percent true i don't care how much you hate hitler he had this line that i was like it is true here's his exact line you know with hitler the more i learn about the guy the more i don't care for it and i was like oh my god it doesn't matter what you know that's true because if you know a lot about hitler but then you read something else you're probably going to hate him that much more it's a great line but it's very as joe was as existential it is well what, okay so, and there's some great conan shows he letterman will get i want to get to letterman in a little while and chad may want to talk a little bit more about letterman and how letterman wound, wound up and used him but with conan and it was different. You never knew what was going. So you just go on YouTube and go through the history of him doing Conan. There's two versions of this one. Can't remember the actress's name. I want to say it's Courtney Thorne Smith, but it wasn't. She's a blonde. She's on uh, Melrose Place or something. She was, he was hitting, obviously flirting with her. And she's on Conan. She's like, well, I've got this movie coming out. And, it's, and then she goes, oh, really? Who's it with? Carrot Top. And he goes, what's the title? And Dort leads over and goes, I'll tell you what it should be. Box office poison because it's <laughs> carrot top. Anyway, and she's like, that's horrible. Yada, 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 yada. Then he makes another joke about how shitty carrot top is. And then at the end, she goes, well, it does have it does have a title as chairman of the board. They have this is not set up. It's all over YouTube. You can watch it. Conan says, yeah, but you can't do anything with that. Skipping a beat looks over and goes, yeah, I can board. It's spelled B-O-R-E-D. <laughs> by the way, Joe, it was Courtney Thornsmith. Oh, it was? Oh, shit. Yeah. Hey, you got one right by accident. I got one right by accident. Put, right. put it in the rule book. Another one. Another. Oh, my God. Guy's looking in the mirror, sees his wife. This is, he would, he, one time he did just Rodney type jokes the whole time he was on there. He said, Lay it. looked at his wife and goes, hey, yeah, just looking in this mirror and it's thinking I'm getting closer to dying. And my eyes and puffy all around. I'm seeing an old man, and I don't, I don't, I don't even know if I keep, want to keep living. And I keep looking at this putrid, horrible thing in the mirror, thinking every day I get closer to the grave. And honey, I need you to look at me and give me a compliment because I just don't think I could live another minute. Well, your eyesight's damn near perfect. <laughs> uh, all right, I, I got one. 
I, it's one of my favorite lines. But it'll never be as funny because James is right earlier. It's not yeah. Norm doing it. Yeah, it's no, not Norm with his say, pauses I, and his. I can't his, do it. He starts telling it. He gets so serious. I can't, and that's I can't the story. Your eyesight's it's, damn near perfect. It's it's the, one of my favorite interviews he did, and and I know some people. Dennis Miller went more right wing and things. Dennis Miller was my second favorite. Norm was my favorite. Dennis Miller was my second favorite for for the news on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and I love Dennis Miller because he threw out obscure references. And this kept going. And I loved that. And Norm came along. And, and so anyway. He's also the first one to say fake news, right? Yeah. yeah. Norm yeah. McDonald. Norm yeah. McDonald's the, the first. Yeah, the fake news. This is the yeah. fake news. He actually yeah. coined the term. Um, but he was on uh, one of Norm, uh, one of uh, Dennis Miller's show, one of the earlier ones. And he, actually, he was on to he, he wrote on several or several of the Dennis Miller shows. And, and Dennis Miller made the comment. He said, you know, I used to see you on Saturday Night Live and you smoked. You were in the, you know, your opening thing was you were holding a cigarette. And he goes, and then I hear you quit smoking. He goes, yeah, yeah, Dennis, I, I quit smoking. And he said, really, why'd you do that? And he goes, I'd love to tell you it was because of my health, uh, Dennis. I, I wish I could tell you that. But I can't, you see, Dennis, because I read some books by Freud. <laughs> and it, it turns out, Dennis, that they were saying that the reason I felt the need to smoke was uh, an oral fixation there, Dennis. And I don't know if you know what that means, but it means that uh, <laughs> I really wanted stuff in my mouth, Dennis. And as I read more about it, what they implied I wanted in my mouth, I wasn't comfortable with, which actually leads into another line that he did. And again, you have to almost do it in a, in a, in a norm voice for it to work. But it was his commentary about how people were afraid of things that they they were afraid themselves that that were in themselves and so his setup was they say if you're afraid of homosexuals it means that deep down inside you may actually be a homosexual yourself that really worries me because i'm afraid of dogs (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and i forgot the best part of the joke because every time we do it with cody he goes i said i said you dirty dog (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why. It's not funny. It's funny. No. When, it's it? funny when he does Since another another, another <laughs> stupid throwaway line that if you hear it in his voice works. I don't uh, really know the difference between a hippie and a hipster, but I do know it's fun to watch either one of them get beat up. <laughs> I mean, that's such a dirty dog. Can we talk? I, I want to briefly mention. Uh, when he did Bob Saget's roast for Comedy Central. Oh, please tell the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so, that's another infamous. There's a few infamous stories about Norm, and yeah, that's one yeah. of them. And when he and you know he was panned for this. So Norm loves Bob Saget, and he had a heart. They asked him to do the roast, and he had a hard time doing it. Tell me if I'm wrong on this, because I'm part I'm, of it. Also, part of it was he's Norm, and they were yeah. going way hard. Yeah. And he had to be, I wouldn't, I, I, no, the contrarian, because sometimes I do it too. It's like some, you all know, someone do, asked us to do something and I did the opposite of it just because I'm an asshole. Norm's an asshole. That's because he's funny. Yeah. A so, bad thing. so Norm got up there and just read news headlines out of a newspaper. <laughs> right? Well, he told old jokes. He oh, that's right. Old jokes, Chad. Yeah. Like out yeah, of sorry. a 20s joke book. That's right. That's what it was. See, Yo, I forgot already. You, they said you were <laughs> over the hill. Well, you don't even have a car that could make it over the hill. 
and, and no thing, one was laughing. And the John Lovitz tells it uh, it wasn't John Lovitz, maybe somebody else tells it a little bit better that the thing is, is the way it's edited on Comedy Central, it's not the same. It's it they they edit to build it up, but if you what were there, the comedians are dying. Because they yeah. know what Norm's doing. That's the reason when it cuts to Bob Saget, he's dying laughing. Because they know what Norm's doing. The audience doesn't have a fucking clue. <laughs> See our previous statement, comedian's comedian. But yeah. I was remember, and I, I can't believe I remembered it wrong. I'm going to beat myself up later for that. But I, re- I was actually laughing at the roast when he was doing that because it was because he would look at and he would go, he would do that like shocked, like, huh, huh. Yeah, it's so <laughs> bizarre though. It's so shaky green there. John Lovitz told a story this week on him that they were in Mississippi at a uh, one of the casinos and they got paid. It was like, God, I can't remember if it was a corporate gig or what. Anyway, so Norm went out and he didn't have to be blue. He could do either. And what I mean by blue is, and if you guys aren't listening or watching and don't know what that is, a comedian blue is like a dirty language, dirty jokes. Sam Kennison was blue. Sam Kennison's blue. Tim Allen was blue. People forget that. Anyway. Lenny so Bruce, Lenny Bruce. Yeah, that was blue. Who, who Norm McDonald did not care for. I was kind of shocked to hear that. Yeah. Jeff Foxworthy, not blue, not blue. Yeah. So that's what we mean by that. Now. So this crowd, they were told by whomever it was not to go blue. Well, Norm went blue. And then they's like, you know, you've got to stop. Somebody screamed it out. And he goes, well, how many people he was using like fucking shit and telling jokes about screwing the dog or whatever. <laughs> and he said, and there's a room of several hundred. How many of you think that, that I should tone it down? The 280 raised their hands. How many of you would rather I just, it's okay with this language. <laughs> 20 held up their hands. Boy, those 280 people are really unlucky. <laughs> and then he umped it and made it worse the rest of the time. And he was kicked and banned from the casino. The interviewer goes, oh, because of the blue jokes, John Lovis takes a pause. Well, he goes, that's part of it. Actually, no, they really caught him counting cards later <laughs> when he was gambling. <laughs> He's banned for five years. Jeez. That's Sorry. insane. Damn. No. It- yeah. So do- one thing we it's didn't cover balls about- of steel you're getting paid for a gig and you're told not to do something and you do it and you just keep doing it and you do it more that's fearless yeah. well and I, I think you know and and there were some people that were saying when when the news came that he died that he was you know uh there were some people throwing allegations that he was misogynistic that he was and, and, and i would say his some of his comedy was but he also has yes. some quotes that got to the point of, and again, you know, he would sprinkle these in with his comedy where he would say things. And this is a quote that always stuck out to me. They did. Reason is always weak where prejudice is strong. And I, that is, I, I mean, literally when you can tell a joke that is misogynistic, but then later follow up with that, you're owning your own joke, right? Mm-hmm. You're saying that if you, it's, I had, a, I had a professor when I was an undergrad that once made the, the argument that the reason shows like Beavis and Butthead, I was never a fan of Beavis and Butthead, but the reason Beavis and Butthead work is the same reason all in the family work. It's that it gets every audience member. If you are a bigot, you look at Archie Bunker and go, oh, Archie's right. But if you're not, you look at the rest of the show 
and you, something's there for you. And I think, you know, as far as stand-up goes, Norm MacDonald did that. He, he had that ability. I mean, they're, they're, like I said, actually one of the quotes he, <laughs> one of the jokes he told when Bob Einstein was the guest that was a, a, a joke about slavery. I even went, no, no, too far, Norm, too far. But that's part of the joke itself is that he knows it's wrong. And he's yeah. going to follow up to let you know he knows it's wrong. And, 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 and it's a character. It's, it's, so, again, that, that quote, reason is always weak where prejudice is strong. It, there's something to that line that I think about often. And it's, again, he, it was a throwaway line that he did to serious up a moment during comedy before he zinged us again. Mm-hmm. But it's so, a very true statement. This has nothing to do with anything, but I have to put this quote in here because <laughs> it's just, it typically, it, it captures Norm MacDonald's brain. So there was uh, this uh, interviewer from this Vulture article that I read was trying to get his take on comedy, right? And they, and they started talking about why people are taking why people are taking a serious tone towards comedy now, and it's hard to do jokes. Um, and I'm just I'm not going to read the whole quote from the the interviewer, but he ends it with I'm thinking of how people responded to Hannah Gadsby or Drew Michael's work, and Norm stops him. What does Drew Michael do? And the interviewer says, oh, there's no audience in this special. It's him performing against a black. And, he, and Norm stops him and goes, there's no audience? Guy goes, no audience. He goes, shit, I was going to do that. But it was going to be funny. But fuck, I won't do it anymore. <laughs> so, so cut to the guys trying to get the conversation back on track. He goes, he's also playing with the idea of what makes something stand up. And Norm picks up his phone, starts calling somebody. And the guy picks up on the line. And Norm says, a guy did a fucking special with no crowd. <laughs> and, and the interviewer goes, who are you calling? And Norm just ignores him going, a guy did a special with no audience in the fucking. And then he paused, and then he listens to the guy on the other phone goes, I don't know. And then he looks at the interviewer. What's his name? Drew Michael. Drew Michael. Can you fucking believe that? Whatever. I'll talk to you later. And he hangs up and the, guy, the interviewer goes, who are you calling to? Someone in Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's just somebody's trying to get norm mcdonald's take on comedy and by the way he does look up this vulture article where he goes deep into what he likes about comedy and other things it's great but just the fact that he was trying to get this serious conversation going and norm just focused on one thing and he just <laughs> cut off the whole interview for five minutes I, again it, it's just that he can jump between deadpan and silly and i Here's another example. He's a big sports fan, but there were some sports he didn't understand. And he just has this great quote where he, he sums up why certain sports he can't understand. He uses the example of cliff diving. And here's how the story goes. It's tough to know who's better in cliff diving. Like you see a guy diving off a cliff and you go, oh man, a guy diving off a cliff. But then another guy dives and you're like, oh, there's another guy diving off a cliff there. But how can you tell who's better, you know? Like if you survive it at all, you're a great uh, you're a great cliff diver. There, there's only two classifications in cliff diving. There's a grand champion, and then there's a stuff on a rock. <laughs> there's, there's grand champion and stuff on a rock. Very hard to make a comeback in that sport, I tell you. <laughs> so let's talk about his philosophy a little bit because I think this is something else that most people didn't know. He was he 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 thought back to existentialism and philosophy and religion. He thought a lot about it and often called himself a Christian. You guys aware of this? Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, he often did. In fact, I was listening to an interview that he did in the last couple of years, and he was talking about reading scripture and studying scripture and thinking about it and how he was going to this um, particular church with a pastor and asking questions. So he'd actually was almost going to switch to Judaism because he said the rabbis were smarter. He could talk about the scripture better and talking <laughs> about the meaning of it. But he wasn't, it wasn't a joke. It was serious. He, he yeah. really wanted to believe in God and he couldn't understand. He talked about Sarah Silverman's and he said, they always say the same thing. Atheists always say the same thing. So you believe in a visible God and this guy, you know, a guy in the sky. And he goes, but it just seems so dismissive when we don't know anything. And he, and his point was, I'm not saying I know everything, but I also don't know anything. He said the same thing about science is that science, probably scientists 500 years ago, back to the ghost in your blood, thought yeah. that was accurate. What are they going to say about the shit that scientists say now, 500 years from now? Yeah. Well, and getting to his, his religious kind of philosophy, you know, one of the comments that he made and one of the quotes is out there by him. And again, if you only know him from stand up, check out some of his other stuff. I mean, and a lot of us it's littered in with the stand up view or spread through his stand up as well. But he had a quote that really struck me. And I, I was looking up quotes and bits to do this show. And I'll look up ones I knew already, which is what's funny. It's I, I didn't need to look them up, but I wanted to. But he had this quote that actually, you know, the, the biblical idea of love your enemies, right? You know, um, love love the sinner, hate the sin type stuff. Uh -huh. And he actually came back with a quote that said, instead of love your enemies, how about have no enemies to love? And I was like, that's, I mean, for a guy that right. also told fart jokes and, and did, you know, a thing where he ate a, a, a medical brown or a, not a medical, ate an experimental brownie and saw Adam Sandler as Satan. It's, it's, it's a pretty big jump from what you sometimes see on screen. Um, and, and again, he just had these great quotes. Hypocrisy is the outward acknowledgement of inward shame. Man, that's, that's a good quote. So it's just, it just again, it, this really struck me because I viewed Norm MacDonald as a phenomenal talent and I always wish he would have done more. He could have done a thing a day and I still would have wished he would have done more, so. And what else do we need to go over? What, uh, let's see. I think we got more. Do you want to talk about Letterman? Uh, sure, we can. So, and that's what I was going to ask Chad if you wanted to talk about it or if you want to jump in. What do you want? Um, no, you so, go ahead. So <clears throat> he did. He he always wanted to be on Carson. He wanted to be anointed by Carson. He was just just right at the tail end of that. Right. And for a little bit of a history for stand up comedians. If you went on Carson and killed and Carson said, come over after your set and set you down on the couch on the dais or whatever, that was, that was your anointment. And it's hard to believe now in the age of TikTok and YouTube videos that that, but one man could make your career one solitary man. And if you killed on the tonight show and he said, come over, you were anointed and you were going from small clubs to making a big ass living real quick overnight. That's how quick it happened. And he wanted to be anointed by Johnny. And the booker, I can't remember, he's a famous guy, wanted him to do Jay was filling in. He said, No, you're more of a Jay comic. And you never, I said, I never knew what that was. Actually, he did do the show and he said, Jay said, Ah, oh, you did fine. And it kind of held it against him, but he was a huge Letterman fan. 
And Letterman loved him too, which is odd because Letterman is a cold person and not necessarily that he's evil, but most people in show business who even know Letterman would say he's not inviting people out to dinner. Correct, gentlemen? Yeah. He's not meeting them for dinner. He, they may hear from him from time to time, but he's just not that kind of person. Letterman's last comedian to do a set was who? Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald. And then Norm MacDonald got shit for it because at the end of it, he broke down in tears. But he always said, David Letterman is the one that anointed me. It wasn't, I didn't get it from Carson. I got it from Letterman and Letterman always had him on and Letterman loved him and he loved Letterman. And like I said, I think it speaks volumes that maybe the greatest TV show host of all time, last comedian was Norm MacDonald. Actually, can I also bring up that he was one of the last people to do Conan O'Brien when Conan O'Brien was doing the Tonight Show. Yep. Do you know this story? No, go ahead. Okay, so Conan O'Brien's stint on the Tonight Show before Leno took it back over, which I still say was a mistake. But uh, Norm MacDonald's one of the last guests he had on. And Norm MacDonald shows up and he's packing a gift basket. But he says, uh, uh, listen, uh, the gift basket, uh, you know, you're wrapping up the show, I know, but it's, it's, uh, it's a little late. Well, I meant to get this to you earlier. And he opens it and he goes, and Conan O'Brien looks at him and he goes, well, here, I'll just read the card. Here's what the card said. Congratulations, Conan, on finally securing your place as permanent host of The Tonight Show. That's something they can never take away from you. Yeah. <laughs> it's perhaps the shrewdest programming decision ever made by this NBC brain trust. And he goes, sorry, it was like, <laughs> I mean, just the absolute Conan. And, and, and by the way, if, if you've never seen the clip, Conan O'Brien did a clip and, and Conan, I'll be honest, I, I make the joke and we've actually said it on our Twitter account before that, you know, we missed out on being on Letterman. If Bonehead takes off right now, we'll never get to do Letterman. No. Uh, to me, the, uh, and no offense, man, by the way, if, if Seth or any of them want to have us on, we'll gladly show up. For a minute but or that, two. But that being said, to me, as far as who impacted my childhood, I should say, Conan's the last one. And he's now doing HBO or whatever. Um, but that's the last one. I mean, unless Letterman, I know Letterman does his Netflix thing. Letterman and Conan are the last of those people that impacted my childhood. So the fact that Norm MacDonald also kind of bookends them is, it's just something else. Uh, and, and so again, by the way, if anybody happens to hear, listen, uh, Conan, if you'd like to have three idiots from Kentucky, you can do whatever you want to us, whatever you want, Conan, just, mm, the, the, if Andy's there, you can do it twice. Anyway. Um, are you done? Are you done? I, we need to get on some sort of show. We need to get on a show people actually watch instead of this one. Anyway, no. Oh. So Norm MacDonald did book in Conan O'Brien as well. So again, man, he was everywhere. And, and he did so much. It was it was cool. So anybody got anything left about Norm? I, I, I really want you all to go back and just watch some YouTube clips, if nothing else, if you're not familiar with his comedy. See Check you, out his stand-ups on Netflix. Yeah, and, we're, and James is right that Abernathy's story just slays me. Just yeah, yeah. slays me every time. It just cracks me up. It's just so smart. Well, and, and actually, and even the stuff that may not have been great, he played... Um, well, it wasn't and, all brilliant, no. No, no, but... It, in the show, The Middle, which was Patricia Heaton after um, 
everybody uh, loves Raymond. Yeah, after everybody loves Raymond. The Middle wasn't a phenomenal show, but one of the things that I loved about it was, and I'm blanking on the actor's name that played the janitor on Scrubs and all that, but he plays mm-hmm. the husband. And they keep making jokes about how weird his family is. And then eventually his brother shows up and his father. And they like they're they don't they're they're almost unable to function in society. Norm played his brother. And I think there's an episode, if I remember correctly, where literally they just open the door or something. He's just standing there and they're like, do you want to come in? He goes, I didn't want to knock and bother you. <laughs> I mean, he's just standing <laughs> up. And it wouldn't work except it's Norm. And it, you can just hear him go, I didn't want to knock and bother you. <laughs> and so uh, but the other the other show that he did, the Norm show, if you haven't seen the Norm show, Laurie Metcalf and mm-hmm. Norm MacDonald were the main stars of it. But he plays a sport version of himself. He's a former hockey player who's banned for life for gambling. <laughs> yep. And and he has to do community service. And that's the show. So he starts to work at this place and Nikki Cox is in it. And 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 it's just it was he, he has a wiener dog that he named Wiener Dog. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's honestly, it only works because of him. Artie Lang is also in it. It's got a great cast. And it just really is, it only lasted two seasons, but it's it's a really, it's a norm show. I mean, it you feel the stamp. Max Wright, by the way, for Joe is in it as well. I, I was aware of who was uh, in it. But anyway, Thank you. That's yeah, Alf's I'm, dad. Yes, yes. Well, well, he's not Alf's dad. Yeah. Uh, it Mr. also serves Tanner. Johnny Galecki uh, in a couple episodes as well uh, for Big Bang fans. But the norm show. And it's really just that deadpan humor but you see Laurie Metcalf, who is a phenomenal actress, having to play off Norm MacDonald. And it works because, of course, it does. But it's so if you've never seen it, it's available on DVD. You can probably stream it some places. Check that out as well. Norm MacDonald did a lot of different stuff that a lot of people have forgotten. But it's, it's, yeah. there's, there's a lot to all of it. And like I said, if you, and, and back on SNL, if you haven't, please check out his impersonation of Burt Reynolds and Bob Dole. That's <laughs> not my name, Chad. <laughs> it's a uh, third first third Bob first. Dole, Bob Dole, Bob Dole. did you actually speaking of which that's actually a good thing we should probably bring up do you know who tweeted out how sad he was bob dole bob dole yeah bob, because he put a bob picture dole, where i'm not being a smart ass i thought bob dole was dead you no, know when people say that i and did he uses he's still alive and he uses twitter huh um but uh oh I've got to bring up one other thing that I absolutely love, and I almost forgot it, Chad. How did we not bring up one of his best voiceover works? That honestly, about, I was going to bring it up. <laughs> oh, Pigeon. Yeah, Pigeon. Um, if you've never seen the Mike Tyson mystery, <laughs> I, I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, no, you have to because honestly, the entire show. And I, I want to know. I, I wish they would do. I, I know they're available on DVD. I want to know how they scripted or did they just let norm mcdonald write lines because there's entire things where it's like nobody could have wrote that except norm mcdonald yep <laughs> like it's nothing but horrible sex jokes and then occasionally something about you know the gestalt of human be- oh and also man we lost we lost the effort off of the orville yes yes i thought you were going to go with that i know it, it, it keyed in in my head too man that was Oh, I'm waiting for season three, so I'm, I'm I haven't thought about it much. But man, that was a great character there too. Yeah, I mean, and we we didn't even talk about Death and the Family Guy when he did it. I mean, he was great oh, yeah. as Death. I mm-hmm. mean, it yeah. was 
there was nobody better to play death than Norm Macdonald. Yeah, and, and the story behind that goes was Adam Carolla replaced Norm Macdonald, but it's because Adam Carolla was such a big fan of the show. And Seth MacFarlane wanted to, I guess Adam Carolla kept talking up the show as they were struggling for ratings and stuff. So Seth MacFarlane wanted to award him, uh, reward him for his support. But no, Norm Macdonald, there's an entire line, and I actually, I've used it on my wife to not good effect, but where death is injured, and, and Peter takes Death's place, but Death is recuperating on the couch or whatever. Yeah. Sprained ankle. And um, he, Lois brings him something like pudding or something. And he goes, ah. And uh, and she goes, oh, I'm, it's, it's not everything up to your standards, Death. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry, Lois. It's just that, you know, I'm missing my job and everything. And also, I thought this pudding would taste like chocolate and not, you know, crap, Lois. <laughs> It's just, but it's his delivery. It just works perfectly. Man, I, I, the Orville thing just hit me. Man, I'm bummed. This is sucks. Couldn't we have given up one of them uh, Kardashians? I don't wish ill on anybody, but you know, uh, we, there's a lot of them Kardashians. There was only one norm. All right, guys. I'm gonna well, let, let me. Uh, we're, let's in. Let's end on this quote. Uh, before I was famous, I had a whole bunch of jobs where all I needed was boots. People would look right past me. Or if they did look at me, it was with a mean look. But when I got famous, people would look at me and smile and wonder where they knew me from. If they flat out recognized me, they'd laugh and dance like they'd won a prize. And I'd just stand there and smile and feel warmth from their love. So the fame made the world, which is a real cold place, a little less cold. Oh, till they follow you to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Let's end on a different quote that goes in entirely different directions. Uh, people kept saying, like, you're an alcoholic. And I'd go, no, I'm not. But it turns out that doesn't work because apparently that's what alcoholics say too, isn't it? Hold on. Now we're going off into it. We're, it's true they, what they say. Never meet your heroes. It turns out they're all a bunch of fucking assholes. They're probably the reason you turned into such a fucking asshole. <laughs> because they were your heroes and you spent all your time trying to be like them. Oh, oh man, another line about him quitting smoking. Uh, so I went to a hip- hypnotist. He put me under, you know, one of them spells. And every time I had a craving for a cigarette, I would just start to throw up. And I'm going to tell you, it's very embarrassing right after sex. I find it pretty hard to get that second date after that. Girls get all snobby after you barf on them. <laughs> Is that the one you want to end with, gentlemen? I mean, can you top barf? <laughs> Probably, but that's okay. Well, this is how about hold on. Go ahead. And suddenly I found myself an old man standing in the doorway as Mr. McDonald spoke of how he didn't trust Eskimos and never would. (laughs) I had never felt such an instant animus toward anyone. (laughs) Hey, hey, guys. I I couldn't get towards that one. I couldn't get through that one. Hey, hey, guys. If if you're having trouble finding the suspect in a suicide bombing, here's a clue. Look for the dead guy. All right, let's end it. All right, this has been Bonehead Weekly. Go out, read some Norm, watch some Norm. Thank you so much. Thank you all. Hey, I don't get to say, I haven't said this the last few times, but will you please share us? And if you're not subscribing, subscribe. And for those folks who I met at Lexington Comic Con, just keep subscribing and share us on your social media. This also, been, like yeah. and leave comments. Like and leave comments. Like and leave and- comments. And along these same lines, actually, as we do wrap up a memorial for Norm <laughs> McDonald. We do wrap up. Here's no, the no, fourth I'm, I'm ending being, to Lord of the Rings. I'm, I'm being, we didn't fade to black. Can you put that in an editing? No, I do want to say this honestly. One of the things that a lot of people have said was that Norm died relatively young, and, and he did. 
uh, and that they wish they would have known so they could have reached out more and they could have let know how much he, yeah. he was loved. And uh, that's actually something I will say, not only for us. I mean, if you do like us, please do subscribe and share it. And now that's all true. But do that for other people that you, you enjoy. I mean, the one of the best ways, and I've heard authors say this, you don't think that some doing that review on Amazon or Goodreads matters, but it really does. It, it, it lets them know that somebody cared enough to take the time to give that feedback, to share what they do. So yeah. please, uh, not only for us, do that for people that you really do enjoy. Uh, do it for us first, though. Call your, call your mom and tell her you love her. But before you do that, before you subscribe. talk to that old dirty whore, <laughs> subscribe Click to Bonehead subscribe. Weekly. It's not that hard, folks. Click subscribe, then call the whore. Grrrr. <sniffs>